Hey guys, it is Monday, April 26, and you are tuned into Two and a Half Hoopers, Michael Olawa Candy's favorite NBA podcast. I'm your host for today, Josh Rhodes. No Lehman, no George. They're out spending time, friends and family, very much well deserved. And I'm here. This is going to kind of be a short one because we are really just going to go over the recap. It was a good weekend of basketball. Uh, I'm not going to be as creative with George in terms of NBA news in the halftime segment. And unfortunately, I also don't have a post-halftime segment because I don't really have anybody to argue with. So make sure you leave a comment on our socials at Hoopers on Twitter, Instagram. George might be lacking on his phone tonight, but I'm sure he'll get back to you. As always, you will get a shout out from us if you comment. So we will just get right into it starting on Friday, April 23rd. Just to get some of the easy ones out of the way, we have the Hawks beating the Heat 118 to 103, Hornets beating the Cavs 108 102, Clippers be- beating the Rockets 109 104, the Wizards beating the Thunder 129 109, and I have to say Russell Westbrook showed out 37 11 11 a triple double. I I don't know what's going on in Washington, but he's doing a he's doing a heck of a lot to get them into that playing spot. So just wanted to mention that. And the Warriors beat the Nuggets 118-97 in primetime. And I guess we can go over the stats for this one. Draymond Green, another very intriguing stat line. 2 points, 12 rebounds, 19 assists. He was really trying to get Steph Curry open, who had 32 points on 61% shooting. I think the Nuggets just overall had a phenomenal game. Will Barton did not play uh did not play a lot. He did get hurt very early on, played about a minute. It was a very intriguing thing to see. I don't recall when he will return, but beside that, it just seemed like the Nuggets were steamed out after that incident happened. Uh, that hamstring is really going to be bothering Will Barton. We'll see how long it takes, but it does look like it'll be out for the foreseeable future, and he's been a very pivotal part of that team. So we will have to see how the Nuggets respond to that because they have had to respond to a lot. So moving on to the other games going on today, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Boston Celtics 109-104. Jason Tatum for the Celtics did show out 38-10 and on 51% shooting, but beside him... Peyton Pritchard and Marcus Smart, nobody else scoring over double digits. As for the Brooklyn Nets, they kind of got a round house with Jeff Green, 19, Joe Harris, 20, Kyrie, 15, and 11. And off the bench, they had Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin score in double figures. Again, we've just constantly been over this fact that the Nets are a deep team. I mean, there's not really much else to do it. That's how they got it done today. The Celtics led kind of early on, but it just looked like they ran out of steam offensively. Uh, n- not really a terrible loss for the Celtics, though, because they're missing Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker. And uh, again, they weren't really looking to win this game, I don't think, in my opinion. But again, the Nets also missing Harden and Durant, so I don't know how much excuse. It's a close game. Uh, Nets pulled this one out. And we will get into the other uh, portion of it, but there was a dual matchup for Friday and Sunday. The Grizzlies and Blazers played... Uh, each other back to back. Uh, the Grizzlies came out victorious on both of them. So the Grizzlies beating the Blazers on Friday, April twenty third, one thirty to one twenty eight. It was a very close game heading into the second half of it. 
but the Blazers just were unable to catch up at the very end. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s return to basketball. This is the reason I'm going to highlight this one a bit more than the next one. He had 23 points in 24 minutes, 71% shooting, played out of his mind coming off the bench and it kind of sucked that he was a bit on minutes restriction because it looked like he wanted to play more but very 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 nice to see jaron jackson jr doesn't look like he's gonna miss a beat he did not play sunday but the grizzlies are still able to get the win and we'll get more into depth as to why i think the grizzlies got the win on both sides moving on to saturday we'll get some of the boring ones out saturday april 24th the Bucks demolished the Sixers, 132-94. No Embiid, so not too surprising result there. Pacers beat the Pistons, 115-109. Heat beat the Bulls, 106-101. Kobe White had an over-30 game. Uh, Mavericks beat the Lakers, 108-93. Sorry, George, not going to get too much into that one. And the Nuggets bounced back, winning 129-116 against the Houston Rockets. Michael Porter had a 39-point game. Would like to mention that. But getting into more of the serious topics, uh, my look ahead did not really disappoint. Uh, Knicks beat the Raptors very early. It looked like they were uh, jet lagged, and they beat they beat the Raptors one twenty one oh three. Julius Randle thirty one and ten on fifty eight percent shooting. RJ Barrett twenty five twelve, not assist rebounds. And off the bench, Derrick Rose, 19-7, and seven, whereas the Raptors had three outstanding scores in OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, and Pascal Siakam. Van Vliet and Ananobi, 27 apiece. Siakam, 26. They all played around 40 minutes. Uh, Van Vliet got 11 assists for that triple-double. Uh, the big story here was Kyle Lowry's 1 of 10 shooting. He could not get it to fall. And Gary Trent, 2 of 8, 4 points. Uh, he only played 18 minutes, not too much there. Uh, what I really saw from this game was just how rapid fire the Knicks were. It didn't look like the Raptors really stood a chance for most of this game. The Knicks were just dominating them on all cylinders for the majority of the game. It clearly from the beginning, and Stephen A. Smith was loving it. The Knicks are rolling. They have won their last nine, nine and one in their last ten. It is, it is. <laughs> This is a sight to see. They are only, they are three and a half games back, but it kind of blows my mind that they're, they've won nine in a row and they're tied for the fourth seed with the Hawks. So they had a lot of ground to work up, and I know I was talking about them being a potential first-round exit, but now we're talking they could make it to the semifinals. They might be that fourth team that makes it. You never know. But don't want to get too much into the debate uh, because I don't really have anybody to debate. Uh, going on to the next game, we have the Spurs playing the Pelicans, and unfortunately, the Spurs came out on top 110-108. Same situation here. It just didn't look like the Pelicans could really catch up to the Spurs. They had a little spurt in the fourth quarter where they were ahead, but unfortunately, it was not enough. They lost by two. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 32-8, and eight, uh, just another phenomenal game. Derek White showed out. Uh, DeHunte Murray had a or DeJounte Murray, I should say. I always uh, mix up his name. 11, 7, 5, and 3. Uh, terrible shooting, 30%, but he found other ways to get it done, and I think that's a very underrated part of his game. As for the Pelicans, though, same kind of story. Zion and Ingram showing up, 33 and 14 for Zion, 24, 6, and 6 for Ingram. Uh, it is nice to see, though, that Lonzo Ball is starting to get the minutes back. He played 34, and he had 24 on 56. Would like to see him get more assists. He only had four, but again, can't ask for too much. And it looks like Eric Bledsoe's kind of taking the backseat uh, with Najee Marshall playing 32 minutes off the bench. 
I honestly am not entirely sure why they're playing him so much as a six man, but I as long as Lonzo's getting the minutes he needs, then I'm perfectly fine with that. And the last game I did want to mention here is the Minnesota Timberwolves came out firing, and I know they did not have Donovan Mitchell, but they snuck away with a 101-96 win against the Utah Jazz. Carl Anthony Towns, 24-12. and And D'Angelo Russell has now upped his minute restriction from 25 to 30, it looks like, as he got 23 points in 30 minutes. Not the best shooting, but it looks like they really snuck away with this one. The Jazz's three-point percentage was 40%. Joe Ingles did struggle, though, and Jordan Clarkson did as well, but the rest of the team looks like they shot a relatively decent amount. Mike Conley also struggled. And those are kind of the big guys that they need to make the shots. Rudy Gobert, nine points. I just want I just want to say that once. Uh, could not stop Carl Anthony Towns, unfortunately. So I don't know how much harp that does. Anthony Edwards also had five steals, was getting it done with the passing lanes, and he was actually trying on defense, which is a nice uh, change. This team can get very dangerous if they have motivated players and they stay out of trouble. I'm looking at you, Malik Beasley. Uh, as of... Saturday though that looks like it does that about wraps it up and we will move on to Sunday where April 25th has not too much more excitement uh the Hornets beat the Celtics 125-104 the Washington Wizards beat the Cavs 119-110 to continue their eight game winning streak now the Hawks beat the Bucks 111-104 with Giannis playing uh and the Pacers beat the Magic 131-112 and the Warriors beat the Kings 117-113. Uh, no De'Aaron Fox. So I think this game should have been a little bit uh, closer or a little bit farther away than I would have thought. But again, the Warriors are playing eight at the moment and they're kind of, <laughs> they're a bit depleted. So I'm not too mad as long as the Warriors are getting the wins. They got it done at the very last second. The Kings were kind of ahead. Just another story that we've been talking about the luke walton incident uh we'll get into the games that we're going to talk about a bit more in depth name the stats nets beat the suns 128 119 in a very good game uh they were trailing at halftime but they managed to get it done and kevin durant played more than five minutes and he finally missed a shot but he had 33 points off the bench kyrie irving 34 and 12 uh we saw a little bit of Kyrie KD action in the second half. It was kind of nice. Uh, again, not too much other scoring. Blake Griffin had 16. Uh, the big story here is the shooting percentages. Everybody's shooting a good amount. Uh, the lowest shooting percentage for the Nets players that were playing uh, that made a basket was 40% from Joe Harris. As for the Suns, oof. Uh, Chris Paul, 14, we had DeAndre Aiden with a double-double, 20 and 13, and Devin Booker had 36 to keep them in the game. Torrey Craig, 20 and 14 off the bench. That is a very impressive stat, but beside that, they didn't get too much help. Uh, Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson struggled. Both sh- had under 10 points. Jay Crowder, no Jay Crowder, and no Dario Saric for the Suns, so you can't be too angry. They had to play Frank Kaminsky. Uh, that's, that was kind of concerning, but I, again... Uh, I just want to, I will probably bring this up in the next podcast, but the thing that I saw was the inability for the Suns 
or the ability for the Nets, I should say, to guard even DeAndre Ayton, who had a relatively good game, 2013. I know he's a more under-the-radar center, but this could be an issue considering the fact that they are in the East and they have the East have two of the top three dominant big men in the league with Giannis and Embiid. So I would be quite concerned if I were the Nets. They do get timely stops, and I know they're not completely healthy, and they're still messing around with the rotations because they've had players miss games, such as Kevin Durant, Harden's missed games now, and Kyrie, you never know. But I I would be a little bit worried about that. I didn't really think of it too much as an issue because of how offensively charged they are but that might be something to look at because when the teams want to slow it down i know the bucks kind of play could play a half court set and the sixers if they take ben simmons off become a very dangerous half court set team so i don't know uh that's another thing to look at and the last game we're going to talk about will be the grizzlies beating the blazers again 120 to 113 this time uh no Jaron Jackson Jr., he's uh, just completely out. They're just trying to nurse him back in very slowly. Um, John Morant, though, 28 points. And I he had, I believe he had 36 uh, in the Friday matchup. I just looked at that. I don't understand why I couldn't remember. 33 points and 11 assists. Uh, that are 13 assists, my apologies. That is very good, especially when you're going against a guard like Damian Lillard, who is kind of a traffic cone on defense. But we'll look at it from the other side. Damian Lillard, 29%, 23 on 27 shots for Sunday. And as of Friday, he shot, let me check really quickly. We have 27 on 22, so 36%. Both very low, underwhelming stats. You look at the point total, and obviously Damian Lillard's going to get his. But oof. That's kind of rough. Uh, Jonas Valachunas also kind of outplay Yusuf Nurkic in both of the games. I know Nurk was a lot more of a rebound factor for the Blazers on, in both games uh, with Jonas not even playing on Friday. So it was a lot closer. Uh, he had 26-17 on Friday. I'm talking about Yusuf Nurkic. And on Sunday, he had uh, 16-19. Valachunas had 21-10 in his return. Don't have to watch Xavier Tillman guard Yusuf Nurkic anymore so that was a nice thing to see but the Grizzlies were just this (laughs) I don't know what's happening with Portland but we might they the guys might have a point because the Mavericks are now in the sixth spot and the Blazers guess who will have to play they are half a game back from the Memphis Grizzlies so if the NBA season ended now unfortunately the Blazers would have to repeat and play the Memphis Grizzlies so not too interesting there. Uh, this was a very filled up week. I'm sure that we'll go over some of my talking points uh, on Tuesday, April 27th, or I guess Wednesday, April 28th, when we re- release the next episode. But not too many NBA news. Uh, Will Barton's kind of the only big one that I can think about off the top of my head. Uh, his injury, just the poor Nuggets. They really had so much hope, and then they looked so good. And they still do look good, 7-3 and three in their last 10. But losing Will Barton for the foreseeable future is definitely another dent that they did not need or deserve. And we will see how much that affects them. They are fourth right now. They are sitting pretty, though. They are three games behind uh, the Suns and Clippers, who are tied for the second spot. And the Lakers are four games behind them, so it kind of looks like they're going to gridlock and potentially play either the Lakers or Dallas, depending on uh, what happens there. 
And I guess I can also go over the Utah Jazz uh, with the Blazers losing. Uh, clinched a playoff spot, so one through six. There's no way for them to get into the play-in. They've clinched it. They haven't clinched number one yet, but they have clinched it. Uh, Houston and uh, Minnesota both out officially. Houston with the last seed, one and nine in their last ten. They are, they are atrocious. Uh, and I guess... Just to wrap things up, we will go over the playoff races, some of the things that we should be focusing on uh, heading into the final wrap-up of the NBA season, the gridiron of the NBA season. It has been a grind for these guys, and you can tell because a lot of guys are missing a lot of games. So we'll start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, We have Brooklyn, who has kind of cemented their number one seed. They're a game and a half ahead of the Sixers. Obviously, anything can change, but the the Sixers are on a four-game losing streak. little concerning, in my opinion, especially because thinking uh, Joel Embiid is going to help them. Uh, in their return, five and five in their last ten. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're just trying to. Sh- they're struggling a little bit because just trying to incorporate such a big name after missing so many games. It wasn't so many, but two ga- two weeks is a substantial amount. So uh, they've kind of plateaued a little bit. Uh, Milwaukee sitting pretty. They're three and a half games back, or two games back from Philly for that second seed. They're j- they've been sitting pretty at that third spot for most of the season. I would say the Knicks though. Uh, this is where things kind of get interesting in terms of the Eastern Conference. Starting from the fourth, the Knicks and Hawks are tied. The Knicks do have the tiebreaker. They've won nine in a row, both sitting at 34 and 27. And two games behind both of those teams are the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat, who are at 32 and 29. Boston does have that tiebreaker. Uh, very interesting. We I know we talked about uh, the Hawks potentially dropping without Trey Young, but they've looked like a really good team. They won their... They won the two weekend games that they played, and I think that's a good sign uh, for Atlanta fans. They beat the Heat, which is a game that they definitely needed to win, and then they beat the Bucks. Two phenomenal wins for Atlanta this weekend, so who knows? Maybe that was a wrong take. We'll have to see. I think it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of just kind of extra play so we'll kind of see a little bit of the beginner's luck without their superstar we'll have to see uh going into the eighth seed a game and a half back from the seven seed heat are the charlotte hornets sitting at 30 and 30 a game back from them is the nine seeded indiana pacers and two games behind the indiana pacers are the washington wizards who do look like they are starting to make that push and cement themselves for that final play in nine and one in their last 10 they've won eight in a row it's crazy. Uh, and two games behind the Wizards are Chicago and Toronto, who are both tied at 25-35. Chicago does have that tiebreaker, so we will have to see how well that goes. And then the rest of the teams, Cleveland, Orlando, Detroit, in that order, are essentially out of it. Not yet statistically, but it does look like they are out of it. Going into the Western Conference, we have the Utah Jazz at the number one seed. Uh, six and four in their last ten. They've just been playing out of their mind the whole season. Uh, nothing new. They are the only team in the NBA right now that has clinched their official playoff spot. Sitting two games behind them are the tied Suns and Clippers. Uh, Suns have l- a better win percentage, so they have that second seed. Uh, both team, The Clippers on a run. I did have a take saying that the Clippers are going to be the team to drop. Now I look like an idiot. Paul George has uh, kind of become the number one offensive option for the Clippers, and I kind of like it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's doing Kawhi Leonard things. Uh, <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Uh, the Suns 
have been a little bit shaky. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. Uh, lost a few rough ones, uh, especially that Sunday game. I think they could have pulled away with it if they got a little bit more help. But you never, I mean, it's kind of hard uh, trying to stop Kevin Durant off the bench. So not too much there. Uh, I think they'll be fine, though. Uh, the Denver Nuggets three games are three games behind the Los Angeles Clippers, sitting at that fourth seat, 39-21, 7-3 in their last 10. They've looked good without Jamal Murray. I think they have the potential as long as they just get offensive uh, firepower because losing Will Barton is such a huge blow defensively. I think the only... A uh, real guy they got uh, defensively now is Aaron Gordon. I mean, uh, Compazzo has his moments uh, perimeter-wise, but I think Aaron Gordon's really the guy that you can only look for defensively because with Will Barton out, uh, Michael Porton Jr. cannot play defense. He hates defense almost as much as he hates vaccines. And, of course, Nikola Jokic isn't the greatest uh, perimeter or post defender in the world, but he does so much for them offensively. Can't be too mad at that. Four games back from them are the Los Angeles Lakers, who I probably should have mentioned the fact that uh, we got a little bit of Anthony Davis. Uh, he made his return on, uh, I believe it was Thursday or Wednesday. He made his return this week. He played a good amount of minutes. He played 28. He had 17. Uh, but this team is still depleted, I think. No KCP, no Trez, no LeBron, obviously. And the Mavericks... Uh, Looked pretty, no Porzingis, no Josh Richardson, so both teams were a little bit depleted, but uh, Anthony Davis is kind of getting incorporated back in the lineup. He has been he did not shoot well. He missed every three, and he shot 26%, not great, uh, but I'm hearing a lot of good things on the defensive end, and that was kind of a thing that we were concerned about a bit more, so I think he'll find his groove. Uh, they are fifth right now uh four games behind the nuggets they've lost their and they lost three in a row four and six of the last ten but we did expect them to drop because of the injuries uh a game and a half back from them though is dallas and i'm very concerned as a lakers fan that we have to play the clippers in the first round potentially uh so the mavericks are five and five they won three in a row including that saturday game against the lakers uh game and a half again uh, a two-game slate uh if the Lakers lose two, Mavericks win two, bam, switched. That's how crazy it gets. But same can go for the <laughs> six and seven seed because a game and a half behind the Mavericks are the struggling Blazers. They've lost five in a row. Keep that in mind because we keep talking about how many times they lose games, uh, especially of this caliber, and they have been very streaky. They get quiet. They become very quiet when they're winning games, but when they're losing games, everybody wants to talk about it. So two and eight, their last ten. Uh, not sitting pretty. A, a half a game behind them, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they've only, it's just because they've played less games. They have a lower win percentage because they haven't won as many games as Portland. Uh, they've looked pretty good. They kind of win some, lose some. Uh, they're very capable of getting into the uh, playoff spots, though. And I think that was the thing that we were talking about, especially if Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of gets back into the rotation a lot quicker than we thought because he played a lot more minutes than I thought he was going to play for such a long-term injury at 23. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies are totally in it. A uh, game behind them are the Spurs, and they are also tied with the Warriors. So that'll be a very interesting race. And I think four and a half games behind the Warriors are the Pelicans. Moment of silence for <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of disappointing. I'm very sad about it. Uh, would love to see Zion in a playoff series. I think everybody would, but uh, 
Adam Silver couldn't get it done this year. Sorry. So, and then the, we have the Kings, Thunder, who have lost 13 in a row. I didn't think that they were going to lose this much, but it really hurts. Uh, and then Minnesota and Houston, who are statistically out of it. Oklahoma is still statistically in it, but I mean, I think every, I think the West is a little bit more uh, stable than the East in terms of who is going to make it and who isn't. Uh, both look kind of locked. It's just a matter of seeding, and I'm very excited for the teams that have made it. I think all of them have very interesting backstories, and I think we're going to get a ton of fun first-round series, uh, which is what we, especially in the West, which is something we haven't really been able to say for a good amount of time because we've had a lot of favorites recently. Uh, but this year, it looks like, for the most part, a lot of teams can come out on top and uh, that's a very interesting thing to see. I personally, the team I'm looking forward to see the most uh, is Philly, obviously because of Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid will hopefully be healthy by uh, fully healthy by the playoffs. And for the West, I'm excited to see how the Lakers will bounce back. I know I'm kind of taking a homer pick, but uh, again, the Lakers are such an interesting thing because they're a fifth seed and they're very capable of being a first seed when fully healthy. So we'll have to see. And as for the look ahead, I know that we got a couple of good ones. Uh, so I guess I will just name some that are pretty interesting to me, in my opinion. Uh, Nick Suns, 4.30 NBA TV on Monday, April 26. Uh, we'll see if the Knicks can continue their, uh, not their struggles, <laughs> quite the opposite, their success, where the Suns are kind of plateauing. We'll have to see if they can win a game against the Red Hot Knicks. Uh, we have Clippers Pelicans, not a NBA broad, not a televised broadcast one, but again, we'll uh, we'll see if the Clippers are able to continue. 6 p.m. League Pass, we got the Grizzlies facing the Nuggets on Monday, April 26th. That'll be a good one to see if Jaron Jackson does play, because I know this is a back-to-back and he didn't play against the Blazers, so we'll see if he plays here. Uh, we'll see how the Nuggets are able to respond without Will Barton. On Tuesday, we have the Bucks Hornets NBA TV. That'll be a good one because the Hornets again need wins, and the Bucks drop the big one. No Trey Young on the Hawks, a little, a little concerning in my opinion. And the Mavericks Warriors TNT, uh, six thirty p.m. Luka Doncic, Steph Curry. Is there really anything else I have to say for that? Uh, but again, that's gonna do it for this rather short episode of the two and a half hoopers podcast make sure you follow our socials because again dis- despite despite the recent rumors and the recent things that have been happening george is not caught lacking on his phone at th hoopers on twitter on instagram this will not be on youtube because it is just a voice cast because i felt like there's no reason for me to just show my face talking that's kind of embarrassing so it'll just be a on Spotify, again, two and a half hoopers. And again, we do have a YouTube channel as well where we do normally post every Wednesday, Friday, and Monday. So go ahead and check that out. Again, two and a half hoopers. Thank you guys for watching and we will see you soon. Peace out.